0: Welcome to Tuesday's edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com. John Schmelk, Jeff Fiegel's with you. The phone number is 973 667 1960. Again, that's 973 667 1960. So make sure you give us a call and we'll talk some Giants football with you right here on the Giants mobile app and on Giants.com. And I'll remind you too, you can submit your questions to hashtag GiantsChat on Twitter or you can go to our website if you're not on Twitter and submit questions that way at Giants.com slash podcast slash BBK questions. Again, Giants.com slash podcast slash BBK questions, all one word. Mr. Fegels, how
1: are you, Mm. pal? I'm doing good. My question is, will you memorize that new phone number like you memorize the one at the facility? <laughs> yes, I will at some point. I'm just not there yet, Mister Feagles. <laughs> yeah, just put it up there on whatever wall or you're looking at right now in your basement, or your living room, whatever it is, and remind everybody what that number is. Absolutely, and I will
0: do my best. I have it written <laughs> down on the computer screen in front of me. That's how I have it memorized right now, and there you go. I'll get there. Now, Jeff, the hope is that we'll be back in the facility soon enough where. We don't have to necessarily, yeah, memorize well, that number. which Would really be ideal? I'd love that. I think that'd be great. But um, who knows when that's gonna happen? But how was your weekend, my friend?
1: My weekend was good. It was very busy, um, helping some neighbors out, uh, move some stuff into their new house that I sold them. So oh, congratulations! Uh, doing that while social distancing was a little bit uh, crazy, but I had my see, I had my kids with me, so we could move stuff.
0: Oh, that's very um, good.
1: It was really good. So yeah, I was busy, but. Um, it's good. So, just trying to follow a lot of this stuff. Watched a little of the golf match there was, a live golf match on Sunday. and nice. so, It was kind of boring. Now, you know, Jeff, I the- will
0: say this. And I, you know, I've been cleaning out my dad's house with, with, with my mm-hmm. brother and sister. And, you know, you were moving stuff. Is there anything worse? And luckily, the weather hasn't been bad. But mm. wearing that mask when it's like hot out and you're Ugh. sweating, and don't throw on top for me, I get seasonal allergies. As these folks that yeah. watch the show the yeah. last 10 years, Plus this is, is like peak seasonal allergy season right now because we've had a couple of really hot days everything's blooming mm. so it is i'm like even when i just walk her through the park i could barely breathe i'm yeah. sweating the masks in the way it stinks <laughs> i
1: hate it oh well, the I, mask is the mask is doing two things for you you know it's actually helping you block your nasal and everything from the from all the pollen because right now right i got oak trees all around me and those little scraggly little things are falling all over yep. it's just uh yeah, I, I start sneezing looking at him. So if you can, stay indoor, stay home, do what you're supposed to do, and listen to Big Blue Kickoff live and call us. Absolutely. How about that?
0: And we are back live every day at noon, by the way, for the folks that didn't realize. Great so make back. sure you tune in every weekday. Uh, there will be no show, by the way, this Friday and next Monday, we have the four-day weekend for Memorial Day. And, boy, it's going to not be a great Memorial Day just because nobody can go anywhere. Uh, But at least there won't be any traffic, so I I guess there's that. But uh, we have a chance to talk some football with you. So, again, every weekday, folks, at noon, tune in, call in. And, again, the phone number, 973-667-1960. And I just want to remind people, again, one more time, that we only have one line, literally, one line. And if somebody's on that line and you call in, you're going to get a busy signal. It doesn't mean anything's wrong. That's just the way the new setup works. So keep trying. Eventually, when we get that caller off the air, we have one on hold right now. Um, we will take the next caller. When I'm not here... When I'm hosting the show, we have no one to screen call. So when we bring you on, we're going to ask you for your name and where you're calling from, and then we're just going to get right into the call. So the first time you talk, somebody is going to be when you are on the air. So just want to prepare everybody for that. Jeff, um, Mm. it's funny. Each year, we kind of get free agency in waves, right? You get that first wave where it's kind of like boom, 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 boom. And then you get that second wave, which is kind of usually at the end of that first week, where you get that second group, you get some good value signings uh, during that stretch, and then it's usually quiet. And then you'll get that third wave of free agency signings, which usually comes sometime. It used to be after June 1st, right, because that was when you had the, the rules where the salary could be prorated uh, into next year if you mm-hmm. cut somebody and then more players are available. Um, but now with the new rules, you'll get that rash of signings usually after the draft. We haven't really seen that yet this year. And teams usually, you know, wait until after the draft because they want to see who they pick. They get a better idea of their roster construction, and then they'll try to fill whatever holes are left because a team could go into a draft saying, I want to pick a a pass rusher, but one isn't there when when they pick that they think is good enough. So then you go and you find a pass rusher in free agency afterwards, right? But in my opinion, at least, unless I've missed stuff, um, and I was really busy for a couple weeks after the draft, so it's possible I did. I don't think we've gotten that last wave of free agency yet this year, where teams after the draft say, "Look, we still need a couple things. Let's go out and get them."
1: Yeah, I just because I just think there's so much unknown. Um, you know, pretty much I, I would say that the rosters are all ninety-five percent set. Uh, you know, free agency wave, like you called it, John, and then you have your draft, then you have your street free agents. And so by the time you add up all those players, you're, you're almost there. And so now what, what teams would be waiting on is the June 1st cuts. And, um, but I feel like there's so much uncertainty about um, the season and going forward and money. Uh, these guys now that are still out there, are two reasons. Number one, they're old. Number two, they're asking a lot of money. <laughs> or number three, they can't play anymore. <laughs> so, um, And so right now, there's a lot of teams that are just sitting there on the fence saying, you know what, we're just going to wait this out. And it must be miserable if you're one of those guys that, um, you know, like let's just call it Okay, here's a guy that's certainly uh, a Pro Bowl player, a guy that can play for anybody, and he's sitting there on the street right now. There's a lot of guys like that. So I think that until there's a little bit more – clarity on things going forward now here's another one john to think about at this point in time they would have already had mini camps um they're they're getting ready to go to the otas so you know guys get hurt there was things all that kind of stuff happens but that hasn't happened so that's once again that's why guys are still out there and unsigned
0: yeah absolutely and and i want to go through some of these phrases that are left jeff because i think you hit a couple of the categories really really well where and I think Clowney's number one, where he's a guy that probably was targeting a certain amount of dollars in free agency. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking for big money in free agency, right, um, you usually got to get it in that first wave. That's where yeah. usually all the big contracts go. And when he didn't get that money in that first wave of free agency, he sat around and said, look, I'm not going to sign for for Pittens here. I'm going to wait and he's waited, and he's waited, and he's waited, and uh, the market simply didn't develop the way he wanted, and now I wonder with someone like him, and also with, frankly, the rest of some of the guys we'll talk about, and we'll go through some of the available free agents I think are interesting, uh, I think you're at the point now where you're probably going to wait until right before camp, right? Since all these mini camps and everything is virtual, especially these veteran <laughs> players, they probably don't see much value in you know doing these virtual meetings and doing all these things. You know, They just probably figure, I'm going to hang around and wait, and then right mm-hmm. before camp I'll sign with the team. Hopefully things will be happening in person by then, and then I'll figure things out then.
1: Yeah, and the other thing I forgot to mention before that is the money's dried up. Yeah, <laughs> there Look, isn't much left in the well. There
0: aren't teams with a lot of cap space left. That's So, true.
1: you know, with the rookie salary cap, if you will, the pool that they have to spend, you know, obviously they have to keep that money aside when going into it. Um, and then they spend their free agency money before the draft, John. There's not a lot of money left unless the June 1st stuff comes around, which we're going to be coming around soon to that June 1st where the teams can go save some money. And um, I think a big part of it is the teams are waiting I think they all have a plan, John. I think there's, there, there's a plan in place to go out and get the guys that they want, but they're just waiting um, because, you know, the CBA was part of it too. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Remember when we were talking about there was no June 1st designation before the new CBA? And so that yeah, was now a there deal. is. deal. Yep. Now there mm-hmm. is, and which is good for teams um, for deferment of money and stuff like that. And I think that, you know, they have a plan. I think the Giants have a plan. But, you know, when you go through some of this list of players, you know, the guys that stick out have a hefty price tag. So you, then you got to start saying, okay, well, and I was going through this list of, you know, John, you put a good uh, list together for us when we were getting in ready to go into free agency yeah. months ago. And, looking, and I'm looking down, there's a lot of these guys that are off the list, but there's a lot of good people here. Yeah. So I'm looking at those. And then I'm looking at who we drafted. Then I'm looking at who they signed. Um, and I was having a hard time coming up with, maybe somebody that the Giants could use on this list Well, well other I, than an edge rusher. Well, maybe. I was going to
0: say, I think my question for you now, Jeff, where the Giants stand now, where do you think, and I believe this was a question from one of our fans that you can submit, by the way, at giants.com slash podcast slash BBP BBK questions. Um, Ashley Pachicho asks, uh, looking at the top NFL free agents still in the market, do you foresee the Giants possibly picking up a few more guys to take the training camp? There are quite, Um, a few interesting names on there. And then this one is related from Jamon. What are the remaining holes that need to be addressed through either through free agency besides edge rusher? Which position right now will be considered the weakest link on the team? So Jeff, when you look at this roster, and you could talk about edge rusher too, where do you see um, (laughs) the issues here in terms of depth and maybe where the Giants could still use a little bit of help?
1: Well, before I answer, I would tell you that when If you would have asked me this question a year ago or two years ago, we would have had answers right away, right? I mean, this very so just, quickly. I, I feel like Dave Gettleman and his staff have done a really good job of filling these positions with depth, need, good players. So I have to scratch my head a little bit and answer this. Um, I, I guess to me, I would uh, – the need, other than the their edge position, need, need, need. Okay, I, I probably would say center would be probably my one. Now, they okay. have a
0: lot of numbers at center, just not a lot of guys that are healthy and proven to play at a high right. level.
1: Right, so, so let's just say that they were to go out and get somebody like Tony Bergstrom as a guy on our list here that's still available, I believe. I hope so. Um, I did the best I could as far as researching who was available. Yeah. But my point is, is that that might be a need position because – of what you just said, um, eventually we feel like um, he, there's gonna that position is gonna be moved. You know the guy that they drafted. is uh, – Hello, what's his name? Uh, Mackin. Um, Shane Lemieux. Hello, yeah. Um, Lemieux, excuse <laughs> yes. me. They'll probably he's probably gonna fit that need later on, but right now, no. Um, on defense, honestly, John, I think they could go out and get another safety, a veteran safety, just in case. You know, Julian Love isn't their guy, and, um, you know, another guy that might be able to play some cornerback, some slot, whatever. Well, um, you but,
0: know what? That's a good question, Jeff. I've not really looked that hard at the safety position. Let me bring up the roster here. Right now at safety, the Giants, now they have a lot of guys listed well, here. Vaughn Bell at was DB a guy that I, that I saw. So so Xavier McKinney's on the roster at safety, right? Obviously they drafted him. Mm-hmm. Jabril Peppers, mm-hmm. Sean Coming Chandler, right? Sean Chandler who's also kind of a slot type guy a little mm-hmm. bit too. And then Julian Love. So those are the four safeties that are on the roster. See, I agree. I think they probably could add another okay. safety here yeah. though. You and, know, and, Nate Ebner technically I guess is a safety, right? Rashawn Golden yeah. who they signed in free agency is is a safety though he's listed as a DB on the roster. And there are some guys here uh, at, in free agency that are still available that do play safety and are pretty good players.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the – you know, is it a need? Probably not. Is it kind of a luxury? Yes. You know, maybe if they could get a guy like that. Because, listen, there, we haven't had any reports about Jabril Peppers coming off a back injury. So, right. you know, they may want to kind of just, you know – ease him into things when things get started.
0: Now, Von Jeff did sign with the Bengals. He
1: did. Okay, but, but so we, I was going to ask you that. And yep. then Demarius Randall was another one. That yeah, he signed.
0: Cleveland. We got a okay. few guys here. Tavon Wilson from the Lions. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Jefferson from the Ravens. Rashad Jones from the Dolphins, and Clayton Gethers, uh, those four safeties all still available. And then there were a lot of rumors, too, about whether or not the uh, Vikings might look down. Again, these are just rumors. I'm repeating reports. I'm not you know, saying they're correct or anything, that the Vikings were uh, potentially thinking about trading Anthony Harris, who they have on a franchise tag. So uh, those are the safeties that are out there on the market that do have some experience.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that I think this defense is going to be very linebacker-heavy. And so, you know, there might be a mix of maybe uh, another free agent linebacker out there that's not going to cost you a lot of money, Now you but has go for experience. An inside guy or an outside guy, Jeff? Um, I'm looking for an outside guy, an outside linebacker. So, more
0: of a pass rusher or a guy that you're going to ask to, you know, play well, you coverage know what? and things I, like that?
1: Again, we bring up this word all the time, that hybrid guy. You know, the guy that can play on third down, you know, um, playing first and second down. All of them, you know. So, I think it's kind of a hybrid. I'm looking for a hybrid guy out there. Um, I know that they have a lot of linebackers on the roster. They've gone out. got Blake Martinez in free agency. Um, Freck. Uh, Frackerel? Frackerel, <laughs> frackerel. I just think of mackerel and, and, and replace it with frackerel. There you go. You um, <laughs> I know you guys get a kick out of that. I but, do. Thank um, you. It frustrates the hell out of me half the time. I can't pronounce some of these names, but um, must've got hit in the head too many times somewhere. Um, but those are kind of some areas that I think I uh, ride receiver. Uh, I don't I don't think so, John. I don't think any of the guys that uh, about, I look on this list, given you know? the
0: recent news, Jeff would cornerback interest you.
1: You can always, it, yes, and I always feel like that's kind of one of those things where I would keep my eye on somebody just in case.
0: And there are a couple of veteran guys that do have slot experience out there. Darkez Denard, uh, who was rumored to sign a contract that fell through. He's still available. Logan Ryan, the big name on the free agent market, he's still available. Eli Apple, by the way, is still a free agent. His mm-hmm. contract with the Raiders fell through. And uh, one other, Drake Kirkpatrick from the, from the Bengals, also another quarterback still on the market.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, like I said, I think I would have my eye on a couple of these guys and may not go out and sign them right away, but m- once things start to happen and uh, we can get an evaluation on the guys that we do have, then I would certainly, you know, have a short list of some of these veterans that are available through free agency that haven't signed.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, Jeff, there are a lot of veterans, and, and that I think is is another classification of guys that kind of end, or, or last rather, until the very end of the off season till right before training camp. And there are some corners out there that are veterans and are really long in the tooth, but can still play a little bit. Brandon yeah. Carr, Tremon Williams, Jonathan Joseph, Akeeb Talib, uh, Tremaine Brock. He's a little bit younger than the other guys, but he's still over thirty. So, would you consider one of those, you know, really older, cagey vets, or do you want to try to stick at least with a guy that's still in his prime years here, with with some good football ahead of him?
1: The latter of the two. Yeah, I, I also believe that teams will wait until that final cutdown. Um, and you know, it's getting tougher nowadays because they can carry the players longer. So there's more teams that are going to go after these guys that get cut. Um, and I I feel like, I feel like I would have my eye on those people first, John, rather than the longer tooth guys, because I, I'd like to build my roster with youth. Unless um, it comes to a dire situation where you know you do need a starter with experience that you it's just a it's a it's a need I have dire need I got to go get this guy and sometimes you might have to overpay for that person right and luckily for that guy he hits the mother load right he's sitting there going through the whole off season without having a team going through training camp and not doing anything thinking he's probably never going to play again and all of a sudden this opportunity comes up and somebody ends up overpaying him you're like, wow. Okay, I'll go. Where, where's the nearest airport? I'm on the plane, bro. <laughs>
0: now I want to circle back to the edge rushers. Uh, let's start with the big one who we mentioned earlier, Clowney. What do you think he's gonna end up doing? I, I think I think a one year prove it deal is, is is kind of what we're probably gonna be looking at here. But I wonder what number that prove it deal is gonna end up being at.
1: Well, it's gonna be. I mean, it's got to be. You know, what? Ten, I don't know, ten or twelve, 12 million. Yeah, ten like to that. twelve. I mean, maybe take more, it or leave I don't it, know. It, You know, I mean, what are you gonna do? Sit out? i am not going to I mean I'm not sitting out. I'm not gonna you know, lose twelve million if someone wants to pay me guaranteed at least. So I, I think I think it's a one year deal. I agree. I think that the that whole with him everything's dried up on that, that standpoint. There's nobody's gonna go out there and give him a long term deal.
0: And then you have someone like Everson Griffin, who who's a little bit older than he's Clowney. He's at the towards the end of his career, but he's still a good player. Yeah. And I know he it was is. a trade last year, but remember how the Cowboys kinda ended Robert Quinn on the cheap? Mm-hmm. And I kind of think Griffin's kind of in the same part of his career as Quinn was when the Cowboys acquired him last year for a late-round pick. And I think whoever gets him, they're probably not going to have to pay an arm and a leg for him, Jeff, but he could probably still give some pretty darn good production
1: at edge. I would rather – you know what? Here's a question for you, Mr. Schmelk. Which, which one – who would you rather have if you could get them both for the same number?
0: If this if if it's the same cost, I think Clowney's the guy. But I think the value you could get on Griffin on a one year deal is probably better than what you could get with Clowney.
1: Then I would take Griffin.
0: Like I, I bet you you could get <clears throat> I bet you Griffin could go for you know one for six or eight while Clowney's closer to twelve. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and you know it all depends on what, how much money I got.
0: Right. You know. Well, and then the other interesting uh, player is Marcus Golden, who signed that, or rather was designated with an unrestricted free agent tender. Um, by the Giants a couple of weeks ago. And it was really a smart move by the Giants because now uh, Golden has until July 22nd to sign a contract with another team. He can sign with whoever he wants. The Giants can't stop him. They have no control over his rights. But if he doesn't sign a contract before then, based on the reports I've seen, he basically... Uh, have to go back to the Giants for just over $4 million. They they would have exclusive rights to him as a free agent. So I'm sure Golden, like these other guys, Jeff, is just just trying to figure out where he's going to get the best deal. But Mm -hmm. I I still think there's hope and there's a possibility that he's back with the Giants. And um, Joe Judge talked about that. On mm-hmm. his conference call a couple weeks ago, that they you know they still think there's a chance to bring Marcus Golden back. Joe just talked to Marcus Golden. He was a good guy last year. He was a solid pass rusher. He would be a real nice, valuable add to that rotation if he winds up back with the Giants on some type of short-term deal.
1: Well, the thing I like about Marcus Golden, you know what you're going to get out of him. Yep. Uh, you know you're not going to get anything bad out of him. Um, he yeah he had a good year last year with sacks, but he's around the football a lot. He's a good tackler. He's got a lot of he puts a lot of pressure on the quarterback, which you know sometimes is, is even just as good as a sack. Um and he's a good team guy. Good locker room guy. Kind of fits the mold for what Joe Judge and his staff are looking for and I think that if Dave Gettleman can go out and get him for a number like 4 million, I think they they got a winner right there. I mean, And that, who
0: knows? They might have to give him a little bit more than that if another team swoops in and offers more, but if it's a reasonable number, you know, to add another guy to that pass rush group, can't yeah. go wrong, right?
1: Yeah. It, again, it all depends on how much money you have and how you. I was once told to never worry about the cap. You can always maneuver your way through it. You know what I mean?
0: Well, well, well I heard that too. And but then 2016 showed up, and then a year <laughs> later, the Giants had a, tens of millions of dead money on yeah. their cap because that's not true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, it happens every once in a while. But sure. I think that I think that the team is in pretty good shape here right now, and um, from a roster standpoint. <laughs> I would like to have Marcus Golden back on on the team for a good number. You know, it has to be the right number though, because I know when he left here, he was looking for, you know, ten ten million bucks a year. We talked about it many times on the show. Yeah, what his value would be, and um, and I will tell you just from my experience when I was playing and and talking to some of my teammates while we were going through, uh, free agency and stuff or getting ready to go through free agency, the Giants always based their they they always did their research and they fit, they came up with a number. This is what we feel you're worth to us. Um, If you want to take it, if not, go out and get get something else. But remember this, if you come back, this was the killer one. If you come back, the number still may not be there. It's, like, so hard, right? Well,
0: sometimes you got to come back and and almost kind of live to fight another day, right? You come back, you play one year, and then you give it a shot again next year in free. You lick your wounds
1: and you say, you know what, I thought I was probably going to get something better, but, you know, lo and behold, I'm still, I'm going to be able to put a uniform on on Sunday and still make millions of dollars. I'm okay. I'm okay.
0: Yeah, it's not a bad deal. No. Not a bad deal. So we'll see what happens with all that. All right, folks, let's try to take some calls. 973-667-1960. 973 667 1916. Again, um, if you're not on Twitter, you can send in your questions to giants.com slash podcasts slash BBK questions. And we will get to those questions over the course of the show. I already answered a couple of them Um, off the top. You guys heard me ask those two questions about the free agency class. And then, of course, you can go to hashtag GiantsChat or just reply to one of our Twitter handles at JFeagles at Schmelk. Two E's in that and uh, make sure you get us your questions, and we'll get to them. And, again, we're live at noon every day right here on Giants.com. All right, Jeff, we have a caller on the line. Let's see See who it is. Caller, you're on the air. What's your name and where are you calling from?
2: Hey, guys, can you hear me? We can hear you loud and clear. What's your name where are you calling from? Okay, thanks, John. This is Phil from North Carolina. Hey,
0: Phil, how are you, buddy? Hi, Phil. Good,
2: good. I, hey, uh, I, I, I want to start with the good, and that's uh, BBK. Uh, you guys have been awesome. And in fact, some yeah, you're welcome. You really are, and and and, and sometimes I feel like <laughs> you guys should be in charge of the team and not the existing <laughs> infrastructure because you just you guys collectively are really knowledgeable. Uh, so, Thank so you. I'm going to start with uh, one thing, which is my uh, I always ta- start with on a lot of calls is my uh, draft success guidelines. And, you know, I always uh, bring up never take a running back in round one. And the other thing I want to bring up because it's directly applicable to what's going on now is don't be so such in a rush to trade up and lose assets because uh, here we got a case now where we basically have three, uh, three picks that were kind of like uh, potentially wasted now. So, uh, for trading up, so sit sit in your position like the Ravens do, who are excellent drafters, and uh, sit in your position and wait for the board to fall to you. So uh, that's my that's my soapbox. But <laughs> my my real question, uh, and I'll take it off the air, is sure what um, what who do you think looking at Dave Gettleman's draft? And I think he's really solid in the middle rounds where we were missing before, but. I'm thinking in the first round, who would be his best pick uh, out of his eight drafts? And I'll take it off the air and and stay healthy, guys. I uh, Appreciate you.
0: No, thank you, Phil. Appreciate the call, boy. No, I'll I, answer I, it
1: right away. Go ahead, please. <laughs> it's got to be McCaffrey, right?
0: I mean, did he consider her middle rounds? Though he was a second round pick,
1: right? No, I thought he said I thought out of the first round he was said it. No middle he rounds. Said, he said middle rounds. Oh, middle rounds. Ooh. Boy, now I have
0: um, to now I have to bring up Dave Gettleman's draft history. Hold on one second, I will yeah, bring I it up here. I have that so. Giants
1: draft history, and then I'll look at the Panthers. But if it draft was history. the first round, I think I think that McCaffrey would be his best.
0: Well, why don't we start with this year, Jeff? With just with the Giants, with this okay. three
1: drafts for the Giants, and middle rounds are going. what, would four or five. I would say
0: middle rounds anywhere from round three to six, four to six, somewhere in that area. Okay, if it's a late third round pick. I'll give that to you. I'm not giving you an early third-round pick. Mm. All right, let's see. Okay, okay, okay. I got the Panthers draft history here. Let's bring up the Giants.
1: I mean, I think Darius Slayton's got to be up there, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys are quick to be able to pull this stuff up. Lance is lightning quick. Tatino is kind of quick. You're very quick. I mean, I, I mean,
0: off the top of my head, I think you have Slayton there, right? Um, Ryan Connolly showed a lot in limited time, but I think it's a little bit too early to to kind of jump on that bandwagon. You know what I mean? But he 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 gets a mention. Yeah, he gets a mention for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, B.J. Hill had a really good rookie year. He had a, a he's a third rounder. How right? high? B.J. Hill, I believe, was an end of the. Th- third okay. round if I'm not mistaken I'll have, I'm, I'm bringing it up right here Um all right, you want to look at the middle round picks for them I mentioned Carter I mentioned Hill uh, Julian Love I think has a chance to be a real nice add there in round four he's not there yet uh, O'Shane Zimenez in round three um, I think those are the guys that I'm most excited about so far and again you know, we're only two years in here, so it's hard to evaluate draft classes. But, look, this is a year, Jeff, and we've talked about this a lot, where I think this is when some of these middle-round picks need to start developing. Like, Lorenzo Carter needs to take that next step this year, right? Right. B.J. Yep. Hill needs to play more like he did as a rookie. Uh, Julian Love needs to take that next step, establish himself as a virtual starter, whether it's a corner or whatever. O'Shane needs, Z needs to, you know, take a step as a pass rusher. You know, we talked about Darius Slayton building on that first. You remember, progression isn't always linear, right? You know, you work in real estate, right, Jeff? It's, mm-hmm. Housing prices just don't always go up. It's, it's not the way it works. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't go up. So, you know— you look at the situation and you hope that these guys continue to improve because that's how you build the foundation of a team. And I think when you look at these middle round picks, this is a real important year for a lot of them where it's time for them to take that next step and prove that they can be, you know, better than average level starters in the NFL.
1: And I also look at it as a different way. I look at a guy like Darius Slayton who needs to come back and still do what he did last year oh, because yeah. that second year guys kind of resting their laurels a little bit. He's to make sure it's not a fluke, right? One hundred percent. So you gotta look at him as being, yeah, wow, what a great pick. He did, he did, he produced last year. Let's, you know, let's be careful and make sure that uh, Tyke Tolbert, his coach, keeps him on the straight and narrow and comes back and has another good year.
0: If you go back to Gettleman with the Panthers, Jeff Darrell Williams was a fourth round pick in twenty fifteen.
2: He's been a starter
0: one. in the league. Uh, Trey Turner, who's been a Pro Bowler, was a third-round pick in 2014, 92nd overall. That's at the end of the round. Uh, Trey Boston was a safety, a fourth-round pick for them. He's been a starting safety in the league for a really long time. So, yeah, he's done a real nice job in the middle round, depending on the years you look at. And, look, I think Dave Gettleman's been a pretty good drafter. I think he knows how to identify talent you know, you could talk about and I think, you know, some of the things that, that Phil mentioned, whether you're talking about trading down and how you value certain positions, if you want to have that argument, you can. But in terms of just evaluating what players are good, I think he's done a fairly decent job of evaluating what players are good with a lot of these picks that he's made over the past few years.
1: Yeah, and I think also if you go back to, and look at, exactly, go look at, look at Carolina. I mean, I don't know if you have it up in front of you, but I he, did, he did pretty well there. Yeah, really Christian McCaffrey,
0: well Taylor Moten's been a starter in the league. Uh, James Bradbury was a second-round pick. Uh, I mentioned Darrod Williams. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's had some nice little picks in there. Kwan Short, I believe that was the year before he got there, I think, 2013. But, yeah, look, Jeff, you look at it. He knows how to identify talent. And now we'll see if this year, in his third year with Joe Judge, if that talent can come together and be a better team because really that's what matters in the end right you can say these individual picks are great but if you can't build the team that can win you know mm-hmm. that's that's usually the measure right
1: yeah i'm just looking at this um there's an article here which helps me some of the, this is some of the best and the worst <laughs> how about this in 18 the best obviously was saquon right out of that class yeah the worst kyle liletta
0: <laughs> well, look, you aren't going to hit every pick, and you know picks. Yeah, exactly. I, I always was, look at day three picks. Jeff is, you know, it'd be great if we get something out of them, but it, it's it's tough, especially around six and seven. Yeah,
1: I, but here's the thing: if you go back and look at some of the general managers, they're all going to whiff. Of course, um, they all are going to whiff, and they all have their one claim to fame, uh, whoever that is. For Dave Gellman, I don't know. Um, for the many years that he was, you know, with the Panthers and here. But all of them have their goods and their bads. Um, I feel like if you can just stay, keep your head above water with the, with some of the guys. They don't have to be great, but they have to be contributors. Guys that contribute both on special teams and at their position. And if you can do that and get these guys to play and they're a sixth rounder and a fifth rounder, you're way ahead of the game. Way ahead of the game. You really are. And then, you know what? Maybe they turn into something. Maybe they turn into a Victor Cruz-like player where all of a sudden, you know, it comes out of nowhere. Um, and then you, he he gets another contract, and then he becomes a Pro Bowler or whatever. That's that that's just a home run. Um, waiting for that guy, I really am. And could it be Darius Slayton? Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and
0: again, I think that's one of the guys that really stands out, especially given that he was a fifth round pick, where it's even harder to find guys yeah. that he's played as well as he has. That I think that's a really really nice sign.
1: Now this year's class, if I look at you know what, I'm I my guy. My guy is going to be Holmes, Darnay Holmes, I think is going to be. And I'm not going to call him a steal of the draft, or not going to, but I feel, like, I feel like you're going to see a lot of him this year. I think you're going to see a lot of production out of that young man. And that's a fourth-round pick, 110th overall. So we'll see if I'm right or not.
0: Well, look, he's a guy that has great pedigrees, a five-star recruit, he has great athletic skills, not the biggest guy in the world, but he's so He certainly has the talent. If he could figure out a way to put it together, we know he's a smart kid, graduated in two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if he can make that happen. Okay, we have another caller on the line. Let's uh, to him. Caller, on the air. What's your name and where you're coming from? <laughs> this is Charlie from Portland, Maine. Hi, gentlemen. Hey, Charlie. What's up? Hi, Charlie.
3: <laughs> hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Oh, John, if you want to help your allergies, take bee pollen or royal jelly every day, and eventually, after a couple months, you're going to find your allergies are going to subside. I'm telling you, it really works. Is and it? it's also... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, also, it's been known to grow hair. So no. there you go.
1: <laughs> now, Charlie, is that <laughs> the, the bee pollen? That you, is it the drops you put them behind your tongue? Those ones? Yeah,
3: yeah, those or royal jelly, which is their... It's the queen bee's uh, honey, basically, and it's very potent, and it really goes helps with allergies. Now, is so, that a
0: deal where it's going to make me feel really terrible for a little while, and then no, it'll no, no, the no,
3: no. Or? Actually, you're gonna you're gonna feel more energy. It gives yeah. you a lot of energy. We it's
1: used to take we used to take the we used to take that all the time. Way back in the day before they tested for it, because nobody knew if it was legal or illegal, but um, to take the bee, honey, right behind the tongue and give you a little energy. Charlie loves that, those home remedies, man. Mm You're all about the home remedies.
3: Exactly. So anyway, hey, Jeff, I happened to be watching the uh, Green Bay Packers-Giants playoff game that sent them to the Super Bowl. Yeah,
1: the (laughs) warm
3: Hey, what happened on that first punt of yours?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, Charlie's taking shots at you. Are you gonna take that? <laughs>
1: well, you won't be surprised about this, but I don't even remember it. <laughs> 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 Evidently it, it wasn't about, a good one. Um, it went
2: about twenty
1: yards, I think. Oh it went more than twenty.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna look
1: it up right now. I All do right, it was it so darn cold. Man, it was like kicking a. a I I know block. that was your first one. Oh,
3: hey, okay. but also, you made an incredible uh, catch on that uh, snap, on that field goal, you know, the last four seconds of the I game. I made up it comes- for it,
1: Charlie. I made up for the bad yeah. kick and came back and rede- just totally redeemed myself.
3: Yeah,
0: except he missed it.
1: <laughs> well, it was a good hole. It was not It was him, not me. Yeah, I know. He missed incredible. a couple I- that game, by the way. Oh, he I was know.
0: throwing Tynesy under the bus.
1: <laughs> he made no, the one man, that I counted, mean- though. Oh, they all yeah, want have counted. <laughs>
0: The announcers
3: even said that was an, that was that was an incredible uh, hold by you that you, they couldn't even believe you got the ball down all for
1: that's, nothing. That's how good it was. It. I
3: know it was all for nothing, but it must have threw off its timing, right? That's,
1: oh, absolutely. We see that happen. It does. Yep.
3: Yeah. But uh, hey, I, I think you know. I think what's lacking on this team right now is a good pass rusher. So that's what we got to look for. I think, and uh, if, you know, if we get Golden back, but I mean, we were four and four and fourteen. What were we? Four and in...
0: there are 16 games, Charlie. So if they won yeah, four, four games, that means they lost 12. I feel, 12. Like, I feel like I'm watching Sesame Street with my daughter right now. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: I mean, so what? I mean, we're gonna have him back. We're we gonna get one, win two more games with him. I think we need somebody a little more dynamic than uh, Golden, to tell you the truth.
0: I hear you, Charlie, but again, that, that that comes at a cost, and you have to measure whether or not that cost is worth the bang for the buck you're going to get. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, I know. And uh, we could always use another good uh, veteran offensive lineman, and you know who I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> oh, Charlie, th- th- hold on a second. In all honesty... Yes. This yeah. team actually has a plethora I know, and an abundance. I know. I, they yeah. finally have an abundance of offensive tackles. You should be like the happiest man on the planet I right now. I, I am. I am. I'm I'm happy
3: right now that except we don't have a center. You know, that that that's that's the issue. I mean, we have pulley, but he's not, you know, <laughs> Mr. Great. Uh, we have a bunch of guys that they want to turn into a center that's never played it. I don't get that. What is wrong with these guys? Why didn't they just draft a center who actually played it in college for three years?
0: Because maybe they you think know? the guy that they drafted is better than those players.
3: Yeah, but how can he be better if he, just like Halapeo, he never played center, and then we try to turn him into a center. It's Just just get a center. Get you know? I mean, isn't it isn't like you, you go out and uh, get a kicker, and then you tell him to punt. We're going to change you over to be a punter. No, he's a kicker. Why, why do they do that? I, I just don't
0: get it.
1: It's a good question, finally. <laughs> um, oh, don't give him credit, Jeff. Come on. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I, I th- it's logic. It,
2: right?
1: it is, it it is kind of crazy that, you, that it does happen that much. But, you know, I think there's more people that are drafted or signed as true centers than there are guys that are, are trying to be made centers. So Thank I think the wrong. Giants just try to try to find a guy that they can, you know, you know convert him over and they, they feel it has a skill set for it. And Lemieux might be that guy.
0: Yeah, remember, he's a guy, he played center in practice. We had Mario Cristobal on the show His head coach, said he can cross-train there. He did stuff at his pro day at center. So there are reasons to believe that he's a guy that that can move over and, and give it a shot. Now, Jeff, here's the thing. With this offseason being so short, who knows what training camp's going to look like? Who knows how many preseason games there's going to be? We're planning for four, but you never know. Mm-hmm. You know, Maybe he's not getting enough reps to make that move this year, but maybe by next year he'd be ready yeah. to make that move over there. You know what I mean?
1: Sure. But I, I feel like I feel like they're still going to let – he's going to compete in camp for maybe a backup position, right? Sure. I mean, that could happen. And then as you go through the season, um, there's injuries. There's guys that sit out for a week or two or a season, whatever. So, th- listen, as long as he's getting the reps there and he's competing, um, maybe they do see this as long-term and kind of saying you know we're going to break this guy in for a year and he can play guard he can play ta- he can play uh center and then until he's ready we're just going to use him wherever we can um Matt Pert or Pert however you, you got it the
0: last one was right Pert Pert
1: he's another guy that you're going to look at him and they're going to, he's kind of a you know a guy that you're going to develop into a, a player that could probably be a starter next season
0: yeah if those ever you know and, and again I don't want to just throw labels on people because it's not fair but you know, I almost see him as like a red shirt player this year. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't think at least I maybe if he does great, but I'd be surprised if Parrott beat out Cameron Fleming for the swing tackle job. So I think right now he's probably the the fourth offensive tackle in the depth chart, or he he will eventually be whenever they figure that depth chart out. Mm. Which means you are probably not going to see him play. But with the new rules, you can have the extra offensive lineman active and things like that. Jeff,
1: you could carry a guy like that. That's okay. Yeah, and I think that was the whole intent. They've got the you know. You got to have a you got to have a multiple player that can travel that can travel and and be active on game day. Um, I I like it because I never I could never really understand how you could only bring seven offensive linemen into a game when there's five of them starting. Right? I mean, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I that one to bring extra, eight in sometimes, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I I just unbelievable. But I I think that the long term for and I mentioned this when we were doing our draft shows. I think a year from now, you'll see Lemieux, Pert, um, Thomas, and Hernandez, and Zeitler. Those are going to be your guys. I don't know who the other tackle is, whether it's Solder around here. Uh, Andrew Thomas, obviously. But I, I think that um, that's going to be a pretty young, good-looking offensive line, in my opinion, next year.
0: If they can turn the guys into good players and they, they, they work should... out, then well, they'll be great.
1: We have talked about Mark Colombo. Yep. We talked about him, and, and I feel like he is going to make a huge, huge impression on this offensive line because I, I we obviously know he, he was a good player, and he can carry over that into into teaching, something that, that Joe Judge wants his coaches to do. They want him, He wants them to be teachers. Obviously, he's a good teacher because he's here. 973-667-1960.
0: 973 667 Nineteen sixty. Thank you, Jeff and Stereo. Yeah. We're available, or you can submit questions to Giants.com dot slash podcast slash bbk questions, or go to Twitter at hashtag Giants Chat. I'll check uh, Twitter in a moment, but I want to get to our next call caller. You're on the air with Feigs and Schmelk. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
4: Hey, Len from Columbia, Maryland. Hey, Len. Len. How are you,
0: buddy? Len's back.
4: Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Good to hear your voices. And uh, well, I did, I did manage to get in on that Saturday. Uh, I, don't, I can't remember if I was the last call or the next of the last call. So we, we yeah. uh, you know, we have talked at least once during this uh, match. I remember. Yes,
0: briefly, though. Yes,
4: But, uh, yeah, it was very Yeah, it was the end. Of, I think it was the last call. It was That's the last right. call That's of the right. show. Yep. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, um, you know, thanks again. Um, you know, a great two months. Draft coverage was terrific. And, uh, you know, appreciate the commitment from the Giants to stay with the show. It would have been easy to just kind of push it into the you know back shelf and say well one thing's straight now we'll put the show well, back Len, on. Well, and here's the but beauty
0: of it. When you have someone like Jeff Feigels on your staff and he holds so much clout within an organization, <laughs> yeah. it just took one call from Fiegels to Mr. Mara and the show stayed on the air. It was really that simple. Yeah. That's what it was, Len. Yeah, don't ever forget that.
4: There you go, Jeff, <laughs> and Jeff kidding. and and I want to talk about one particular show. You were on with Lance, and um, rough show, man. Lance was Lance got to talk to royalty, and Jeff, you followed that, um, after Lance got through with with, uh, Sa- with Nick Saban, yeah. And uh, that was a great interview. Actually, a little too short, but that was probably Saban's decision. Well, they yes, only gave
1: they only gave him ten minutes. Yeah, so. yeah,
4: yeah, but that's okay. Listen, he doesn't give everybody ten minutes. Bingo. Yeah, he did a good job, and Lance was, uh, you know, Lance was the uh, you know typical pro job. Um and he you know, Saban sounded enthusiastic. It was really pretty cool, man, talking to
0: royalty. Good well, for Lance. Len, it's it, it it certainly helps when you have a bunch of guys from Alabama on the coaching staff oh, yeah. and on the team. Oh yeah, uh, and for Saban, sure. Sabin gets a lot of those requests and we've and frankly we have requested him before. We've drafted a lot of Alabama guys as you're aware. But I guess all the connections this year made it happen. So Lance did a great job getting them on.
4: Yes, it really, really mm-hmm. did. Um well listen, uh, you know, this this point in the off season, uh, you know, I think we've done a pretty good job. I think we've gotten better. I think the roster's better right now than it, you know than it was last year. Uh, don't still don't quite understand um, why Golden isn't locked in. Um, Sean, I'll use my Linville Joseph question to you. Um, what didn't he do? You well, know, he I, I was on a, think... on a one year prove it. <laughs> Had 10 sacks, played hard. Every, you know, no one is going to dispute the fact that the guy played hard. Well, again,
0: here's the thing we don't know how much money the Giants offered him, and we don't know, you know, what he asked for. I mean, until we know what the, that, those facts are, yeah. it's, it's, it's hard to know exactly why the situation is what it is right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
4: I understand that. I, I, I just find it hard to believe that we couldn't have come to a price point. Um, Well, he hasn't with anybody anybody else either. We're in the driver's seat.
0: Remember, he hasn't with anybody else either, so maybe it has more to do with Golden and the Giants.
4: But I think as we get closer to that uh, July, what you say, 22nd or 23rd, I I think there's going to be some interest, and we might have to decide to go higher. And uh, I I know there's always a point at which you can't go that high. But um, listen, he makes our team better. And I'm, I'm all... I'm all about getting better next year. You know, I mean, we've been through this now. We, we, you know, we know what the record is the last three years. You know, we know what the record is the last eight years. Um, it's not good. Len. Hey, it's time to make a move.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: with you.
4: Yeah, you I'm know, with I you. mean, we can't keep going with this. Um, little curious about what they think they're going to do at center. Um,
1: what do you think?
4: Well, I think it's it's going to be Gates or Lemieux. Um, uh, you know, the fifth round pick.
0: Len, I think it's a wide open competition and let the best man win. I don't, I don't know who that's going to be, but I think that's what it's, you know, if, if, if it's a new Boy, offensive I, line coach, so I don't know what he values. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. I know I can say this because Paul isn't on, but <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I just, you know, I have no faith in Pulley.
0: Paul loves himself some Spencer Pulley. You know that.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, you know i hope jalapeno gets in the competition seriously yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. i mean the guy has got to fight his way back this will be the second year in a row coming off of, you know coming off an injury that and so i i hope he gets the chance to do that i i just don't feel real confident that he's the anchor that we need in the middle of that line um but outside of that i thought you know i think you know we got you know we're better and um that that's all you can hope for you, you just hope that the other teams in your division didn't get more better <laughs> excuse my slang but um you know who knows uh, dallas and philly they're probably thinking they got better too and, and you know and the same with washington but um you know i'm okay i'm okay with where we are let's let's get this season start. let's get this season going
1: let's just get something going
4: yeah <laughs> and let's get something going and uh, you know i think we're going to be okay i uh, just um yeah, keep making progress. Um, but I want this to be the year where we really make the leap. And, you know, how we always talk about December, yeah, I guess the last game this year is actually in 2021. It I think is, we January 2nd or 1st, right? January, yes. Yeah. And, um, you, know, I, I hope we're, you know,
0: I hope that game, I hope it means something to us. Yeah. Hey, Glenn, uh, I'm going to say the same thing I've said the last few years. Give me meaningful December football, and I'm going to be happy. If, yep. if the game's in December, you're yep. looking at the standings, you're watching yep. to see what other teams do. If, if the Giants are in that spot this year in December, to me, that's a, a nice step forward that they needed.
4: Oh, man, and won't that be a big difference from, uh, you know, where, where we've been in past years? I mean, yeah. it gets, you know...
0: It gets late on. early. The,
4: you know, it gets to the middle of November and there's nothing going on. It's, you know, pretty hard to drag yourself to that stadium. I mean, it's pretty tough, pretty tough. But, hey... Um, I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this. And um, hopefully we make you – know, I, I know you guys have talked about this already, but, the, you know, the, the people from the last two drafts, from Dave's first two drafts, uh, you know, I hope they take a step forward.
0: Len, um, Len, it's the key to the whole season. It really is. People talk about the free agents they added in this year's draft. I, I don't care. The key to the season are those guys in the 2017, 18, and 19 drafts that are the foundation of this team playing good enough football where they become good starters in the league. That's how the Giants become good again, by those players developing. Yeah, right.
4: and – you know, one just one one more thing, if I may. Sure. You know, we need to. You know, John. You and I go back a long way. I've been I've been calling the show for almost from the start. Yeah. And you know, I'm starstruck. Um, I like stars. Um, we we got. I mean, we got to get some, really some major league football players here. I mean, some guys. Uh, I, I know. You know, Paul downgrades it a little bit, but. You know, we we need some Pro Bowlers on this on this roster. Well, you got to hope these
0: players that you drafted become Pro Bowlers. That, yeah. that, that's what you need.
4: Uh, I mean, it's stars that make the difference. You're right. You, no, you know, no, no, question. And, and it's just, just a, you know, you got to have those four or five guys who who, who were, you know, who were invited to that Pro Bowl, and then you look back at the record, and there seems to be a correlation between the two.
0: <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> and look, if if you have that Tom Brady or Peyton Manning quarterback, maybe they can survive and do stuff. You know, without. Those superstars around him, but those guys are so rare yeah. that you need. You're right. You need to have really good players. That especially, you know, offensive tackle, defensive end, cornerback, wide receiver. You need really good players at those spots if you want to be successful in this league. You just do.
4: Yeah, yeah. You yeah, just I agree. do. Hey, listen. Uh, I'm glad I got through. Good to uh, you know. Good to talk to you guys. And uh, you will, as you know, hear from me again.
0: Great. Thank you, Len. Appreciate okay. it. Right. Thank Len.
4: Thanks, yeah. guys. Thanks, guys.
0: All right, we'll try to take one more call here, guys, before we say goodbye. Because then we're going to play. Uh, did you maybe two calls, depending on how quick they are? Uh,
1: we will play.
0: Uh, did you play with Jeff Fiegels And mm, here's our next nice. caller right now. I don't have the standings right now, Jeff. I think we were five hundred. Do you remember? Where we we're well close to that? it. I'm
1: either I'm either one under or one over. It's very close. I
0: had it written down, but then with all the chaos leading up to the draft, whatever sheet I had it written down on has disappeared on me. Mm-hmm. So I think we can just put you at five hundred okay. and, and kind of go. From I there. can handle that. And I think you were sub five hundred, so I think I'm actually giving you a break here, which which I which I'm loath to do. I think I was
1: one over, so take your break and go with it.
0: Okay, so we so we will go with five hundred. <laughs> but let's go to our next caller. Caller, you're on the air with Schmelk and Figs. What's your name? Where are you calling from?
5: What's up, Schmelke Fees? This is Marco in Connecticut. Marco, what's Marco. up,
0: buddy? How are you?
1: Polo. Hey,
5: guys. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> I'm sure you haven't heard that one enough. No, ne- never. <laughs> no, never.
1: Sure. Good um, to hear your voice, Marco.
5: Yeah, likewise, guys. I'm so pumped when I heard you guys are doing the live calls now. So, all good steps in the right direction. Um, two two questions. Um, one, John, the, the call you guys did before the draft, you did a um, – it was a special podcast with Deal and O'Hara. Oh, it was great. I, I shared that out with all of my friends. That was, I mean, I went back and listened to it after the draft again just so I could hear what they said about Thomas. And I think O'Hara really liked Paired, too. He liked his, uh, his length, but that was such a good listen. Good job on that one.
0: No, I appreciate um, it. Hey, look, when I get those two guys on, I just shut up. I ask questions, yeah. and I learn, and that's why I have le- Look, whenever we have guests or spots on, Marco, my goal is to learn something on every spot that we do, and if I don't, I don't like going back to that guest, and I learned a ton listening to, to Sean and Dave breaking down those guys on that on that Huddle podcast.
5: Same same here. Um, I, I really want to get to my second question. I don't want to take too much time on this. I, I guess right. an interesting we'll point... Yeah, an interesting point was, I think when they were talking about the Giants offensive linemen at the time, not knowing who they were going to draft. I think O'Hara mentioned that he wouldn't have been surprised if Solder not only had one year, but he thought he maybe could have one more good year on top of that.
0: Well, he has so, two years left on his contract, so it's possible.
5: Yeah, yeah, I just, I I was I, I remember listening to it and I was like, huh, you know, I think a lot of people just automatically thought Giants are going to draft his replacement, and then um, because he had a bad year last year, they'll move on from him. But it almost got me thinking of like, Hey, maybe he could be like our version of Andrew Whitworth. You know, the guy got up there in age a little bit and has been managed to stay around the league. Uh, <clears throat> the The other point, um, the other point that I wanted to ask is um, about training camp. You know, right now they're doing the virtual offseason. Yeah. Couple of questions around training camp. If if everything stayed on schedule, would they do a virtual training camp? Which I know nobody wants to, but I'm just wondering about that. Or no, Le- LaMarco, it, I'll,
0: I'll answer that real quick. You have to get guys on the field at some point to get them ready for the season. You have to, have to, have to, you have to, yes.
5: Okay, so, okay, so, so then the question is, if the season somehow got pushed to a late start, would they let training camp go as go on as like as planned, and then? then there would be a break and then they would start or would training camp just get pushed automatically and like maybe training camp would be in September and the start would be in October. Yeah. I would think
0: uh, Jeff, I would think training camp would get pushed, right? Because you want to build up leading right to the season,
1: right? What I think is going to happen in this, in this scenario, depending on where, I mean, if it's, if it's a, if it's a normal start, then we'll have a normal training camp, right? Because it's obviously the, what's happening is not affecting the start of the season. Um, I think, they, it, I think that, in my opinion, I would say that there, if it had to be this way, it would be a, a two-week training camp and then start the season. There may not be any wow. preseason games. Two weeks, huh? Wow. I think two you got to get
0: three, right? Nah,
1: I think you could do it in two. Um, okay. You're a I player. You know better than me. You could do it in two. The teams that are going to be at a disadvantage are going to be one like the Giants um, because they just haven't had yeah. the time to put in – as much as we talk about otas and minicamps they mean a lot more so for implementation of the playbook um, on-field coaching and just install so when you get to training camp it's kind of a refresher course but it's more of a on the field training camp meaning just you're playing football all that stuff that they're missing now is an integral part of building your roster and your team and while you're losing that you're, you're getting a little bit of it on on the virtual stuff but there's a lot of guys that can't learn correctly that way they like some guys learn on the field like you know you got to be on the numbers in this situation or you you can't line up two yards inside the hash mark you, let me you, you see how it feels guys got to understand that punting kicking same way right i mean we can only do so much so much kicking stuff on on the film um so my 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 question to answer to your question i feel there'll be a very minimal Preparation time, where there may be no preseason games, maybe a couple weeks, and then the season goes. Because if it gets pushed back, I, I don't think the NFL wants to start moving into March and April playing football. You know.
5: Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. And then you know, and then we could talk about this at a later time. I mean, I'll take football whenever. Yes, sure. Makes things real ch- Then you're, you're then you talk about you're playing a a veteran team like the Steelers to lead off. Where yeah, not You know, they may they, they may be they may be able to just get up and go. Whereas we need a little more time, but thank you, Marco. Right? Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah Calls call back, and we and we can definitely get to your other questions. We appreciate the call.
1: And John, there there has been some reports on Twitter that I'm seeing today that are tell, that are saying that you know some of the NFL um, teams are opening up their facilities. Yeah, they were so, allowed
0: to. They are allowed to do it if, if the state rules. Uh, again, no right. no coaches or players there now. It's just support right, staff. Right. 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 Exactly. Yeah. And I was quiet.
1: talking to. Um, I was talking to Jerry Saplinski over the weekend, the quarterback coach. Um, and when I was asking him a little bit about that rule, and he said, "You know, the 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 one the thing that really is not it's, it's horrible is that we, as coaches, can't get in the building." Right. That's correct. You know, so well, it's,
0: um, you have to be fair across the league. If people in New York and New that's Jersey a, can't, and go, that's then what was my next point,
1: because you have to be fair across the league. Like mm-hmm. the players can come in and they can work out and do things like that, but as far as the coaches. Uh, and I've said this before, you know, if they if they're allowing two hours, those guys are in there for one hour, fifty nine minutes and fifty nine seconds on Zoom. That's yeah, just, pretty much. It is. It I is. think
0: some teams have shortened their offseason stuff with the virtual. I don't know. I gotta look. I've read that a couple different places where some teams sure. weren't taking it. Doing it quite as much as they would if the guys were alive. Anyway, all right, we got we, we have we have to get out pretty much right at one o'clock. So Jeff, we got about three minutes here. All Are right. you ready to play? Yeah, let's go. Did all you right, give me some names, Jeff John. Fegles? Come on. All right, Come we're on. gonna put here you go. at five and five on the season. And Jeff Fiegel's a million teams, a lot of players. Does he remember anything? The answer is usually no, but we'll find out <laughs> if he remembers these guys. All right, bring him on, Schmauer. Did you play with Thomas Sanders? Did you play with Thomas Sanders? Oh, you have no idea. I love it.
1: No, I remember a Sanders. Okay, well, there might have been more than one Sanders. How about Thomas? I'm trying to remember his first name. I know the Sanders that I did play with is a wide receiver from the Cardinals. Uh, The one that used to play for the Redskins? (laughs) That is not Thomas Sanders.
0: So, no. Mwah, 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 mwah.
1: What is the Sanders? I did have a, I had a teammate named Sanders. He played with the Cardinals. He was a, yeah, I believe that was the wide receiver that 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 came over from the from. He, I think, but Sanders
0: played with Art Monk and Gary Clark, um, Ricky Sanders, right? Was that no, his first no, name? No, Ricky? No. Nope, Not Ricky. Nope. It's another guy. Okay. Well, nope. there very well might be, but Thomas Sanders played with you with the Philadelphia Eagles and was a running back. He had a nice little uh, eight-year NFL, seven, oh yes, seven-year I do NFL career. Him. Yes, I do. Five and six for Jeff. All right, let's move on. Did He's you small dude. play with Reggie DuPard?
1: Reggie DuPard.
0: Reggie DuPard. Yes, yes I did. If you, if, if you prefer that. All right, you have to name your team and the position, please, or at least one of the two. Uh, running back. Ding, 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 ding. All and, right, can you go for the trifecta? Um. Now you have the win already. This is just bonus points.
1: Dupar 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 was it was it was it was it the Cardinals no nah, it was New England
0: oh wow way it was back. New England way back you remembered him though good job I wasn't sure you can remember Reggie Dupar
1: <laughs> I just remember the name more than anything all right did you play with a second Reggie Reggie Brown oh yeah yep got this one Reggie Brown another running back I uh, was on the punt team with me with the Eagles yeah you got the position right he was with the Seahawks Oh, with you, not the Eagles, but you got the position right,
0: and he, I did play with him, and you did. But now, technically, he was kind of a fullback. Should I should I give oh, that running to you? back
1: position? You know,
0: fullback, All running right. back. I'll yeah. give it to you. I'm I'm in a good mood. Finally, <laughs> did you play with Leland McElroy?
1: Did you play with Leland McElroy? I did play with Leland McElroy. He was another running back, and he played with me at. I believe it was Philly. Ah,
0: he played with you in Arizona, but he was, <laughs> but he was a running back, so you did get your two out of three to get you the yep. win.
1: Yeah, Leland McElroy. Um,
0: well done, Jeff. That's yep, pretty good. Now, yep. now, in fairness, you got the team wrong on every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> every single one, but that's okay. You at least got the position right, and I I, I, went, I just I went.
1: don't. I don't think people understand how difficult this game really is.
0: <laughs> you were open four on the teams. Uh, oh funny. man, but that's a you
1: know what? You had, but you got the positions. Good job. I remember them. I it, 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 and real quick, I, you know, there's times when I've had this happen where people will come up to me. I remember their faces. I don't remember their names or who I played with them. Hey, you know? man, you were. <laughs> great when we played together yeah remember back remember when i was with the eagles and we were in training camp one year and you know then i'm like yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) Yeah, sure (laughs) all right jeff good stuff my friend Thank you, John, and thank you to the callers. Good to be back in the program. We always uh, welcome everybody back. Appreciate it. Thank you, Johnny.
0: Yeah, we will get to your calls throughout the off season here, and we'll continue to get some guests on too, but we thought it was time to get you guys back on the phone. So thanks for being with us. Again, if you want to submit questions to get answered on future shows, go to giants.com slash podcast slash BBK questions, and we'll answer them for you right here on Big Blue Kickoff Live every weekday and noon on giants.com and the Giants mobile app. For Jeffrey Fiegls, I am John Schmelk. We will see you next time, everybody. Stay safe.